This is exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Babs Gray, and the holidays are coming up. You know what that means. It's time to figure out when to mail drugs to yourself in your hometown. <laughs> uh, I'm Brandy Posey, and here's an impression of the ghost of Christmas future um, if he was a 1970s like surfer dude. Okay. Dig your own grave. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, brah. Yeah, brah. <laughs> Uh, I'm Tess Barker, and as long as I live, I will never forget the night my food and weed drivers arrived at the same time and high-fived one another. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if anyone's watched that music video lately, but I have, and it is so bad that it's extremely funny. They're all uh, like Universal monsters and stuff in it, right? Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're they. It's like a thing where they show up at a haunted house and then they all wake up in the middle of the night and they're like, "I'm a werewolf now," and it's just, (laughs) and it's like I think was supposed to be spooky, but you watch it and it's like the cheesiest shit you've ever seen. And I do remember, was it is it Howie? Is that his name? Howie? Yeah. Okay. One of them. I do remember being like, "Oh yeah, Howie. That is how Howie would look if he was a werewolf." (laughs) (laughs) well and they really don't give kevin enough play which they never do but no but he's pretty hot yeah and he's so hot Mm -hmm. but he plays um his role is uh dr jekyll and mr hyde in this one yes so it's just him turning from one side to the other going like everybody and just being like ooh, this side now (laughs) whoa i always thought that him and posh spice had a similar yeah oh yeah they both sang like one lyric song basically yeah yeah exactly all of those groups had like the same had their doppelganger yes Uh, yeah definitely um oh boy we got any any stuff to say before we get to the show uh this weekend i'm in austin at altercation comedy festival uh, actually tomorrow thursday the second and then next weekend i will be in st louis on the 10th of november at the flyover comedy festival we're doing picture this come to those Hey, it's daylight saving time this Sunday too, just to oh, tell you. No. 
in case we're turn back the clock. I hate no, this one. Yeah. If I could it's like turn, turn back time. time. <laughs> if I could seasonally depress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So do that. <laughs> yeah. Do that, please. That would be great. Um, and you know what? It also was great. This episode. Holy shit. This episode um, was lovely. We had a great blast. time with our guest. Um, she is, she's got a few podcasts. You might know her from her travel podcast, Strangers Abroad. And she's got a new narrative nonfiction podcast called A Race Around the World based on the true event adventures of Nellie Bly and Elizabeth Bisland. And there's a few episodes out now. It's really good. It's a really fascinating story. And she'll tell us a lot more about it on the episode coming up. So please enjoy our episode with Adrian Bain. Well, we've been having so much fun. We're just going to keep, we, we were like already having so much fun. They were like, wait, we have to sync up our tracks. So yeah, um, sometimes we your- accidentally, we don't leave it. We <laughs> accidentally start leaving it in the locker room and like, we're like, we got to go out to the field. And now we're here. Hopefully, by the end of this, our cycles will be syncing. So yes. that's yes. like exactly. So. Mm-hmm. We don't tell people that in the contract, but yes, um, you will yeah. be synced with us. That's like yes. truest form of like female <laughs> or like uterus owning intimacy is like our cycles tracked. Like when my, if me or my sisters or like my closest female friends like get our periods on the same day, I'm like, this is true love. Like, I'll never experience this. For sure. For sure. Did you apparently, and I don't know if this is just like, you know, stupid science or not, you know, because it's probably a thing I saw on TikTok. Sure. Um, But apparently, like, we all sync at the same time so that we are competing for men at the same time. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I don't like that. It does sound like TikTok. It's not a system. Yeah. It sounds like TikTok stupid science. Yeah, was that a dude saying that I don't like that honestly it was probably no. something I heard on another podcast and just decided <laughs> to pass off I have no idea where I got it from what? My theory is, and I think that our podcast is doing a good job of this, if we can all sync together, especially with every guest over the course of time, then we can make a national holiday happen every oh, month. That's oh, that would be good. Important. That, I think, is the ultimate plan. Okay, Which day for- are we going, though? Second day of the period national holiday? Oh, I that's think- so interesting. For real <laughs> yeah, life? That's the day you need off. For real life, I, like, really want, as, like, part of our healthcare system, I want four days off a month paid. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be on the days of my period because sometimes I'm, like, sometimes you just get that, like, PMS frazzle where I'm, like, I literally can't think clearly. Only a whole season of Gilmore Girls is going to help me, like, focus. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, like, I really feel, like, I want the, I want the red tent movement to come back. And I want that to be part of our healthcare system where women can just, like, go Mm -hmm. four days a week, four days a month, four days a week, four days a month. Yes. Pay just to, like, center themselves or just, like, Mm -hmm. bleed in, like, a beautiful marble space. I mean, you know? glamping is such a big deal now that I would really like like a glamping <laughs> like in the woods. period hut. Like that is the experience I'm looking for I'm in a yurt, so a period yurt. Brandy, I am right behind you on that one. I want a Perfect. period yurt more than anything. So that'll be the startup that we do once Perfect. this episode is over. Yeah. For all the venture capitalists listening. Um, Which I'm sure know. there are many. Hey, sharks, yeah. period yurt. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, let's take it a shark tank. And then you're also yes. sound like a derogatory term for hippies. <laughs> yeah. Just your? Yeah, it's so uh, close to yogurt. It sounds like an insult. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it yeah, absolutely. If you're like, these fucking yurts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bleeding these- your yurts. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the yeah, way. Yeah, I feel like I, yeah. there's definitely been a Bud Light, like, thrown at someone trying to hitchhike. And they're being like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get which I guess Bud Light yurt. is on our side now, which is oh, hilarious. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We I got Bud Light. Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, PBR. No. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Natty Ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natty, yeah, they yeah, can yeah, have yeah. Natty Ice. They can definitely have Natty Ice. <laughs> Take it. Did you guys know that the ice beers have more alcohol in them? Really? Ew. Yeah. Ice That's what beers. makes it like Natty Ice. I didn't. I don't. I, if I do, it has I ice in it, I'm not drinking water it. or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the ice is. I had alcohol. a um, I had a beatbox the other day. Has anyone had these or heard of these? I've no. heard of them. So they're uh, speaking of Shark Tank, whatever. Mark Cuban bought them on Shark. It doesn't matter. But they're like it some, does they're, matter. <laughs> <laughs> you had one. <laughs> they're a booze, yeah, they're a booze brand, and like I thought it was just boxed wine. I didn't know what the fuck it was, but okay. I needed. I was like, I just need like one thing to yeah. have a little bit of. And it's uh-huh. like basically just like Boone's Farm, like elevated, like sugar water. It was it was a oh, package. I see. Yeah, it looks it like, like coconut water, but it's yeah, like yeah, it's like a coconut boozy. water package. Four drink. There's four drinks inside of it. So oh, I was like, what? I was like, yes. And I, I is this a liquid? Like, oh yeah, it's a really sugary, like. I say like at the new wine cooler, like it's just like sugar and alcohol in a in a coke. Is a it like a new Ford box. Loco where it's like that's what it sounds like. Re- that Ford, sounds. Would you say Ford Loco? Ford, Ford Loco. Loco. Yeah. Ford also very reasonably priced. One of these is only three ninety. I know. So I was like, this is insane. I can't believe this is exists. Oh my yeah. god. I don't know. It, it's, it's amazing whatever. how many it's things like. American capitalism just yes. like lets out into the world before it's like actually tested. Like Oops. it's oh, a real yeah. it's a real broken process that we have. It's like let's see how many people's livers are harmed before we mm-hmm. like roll this one back. But then at the oh, same time we also like can't have the same sunscreen as South Korea, which like <laughs> Right. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Wait, what is right. this? I've no Oh idea. yeah, we have like way actually Kamala Harris is on this uh that's like one of her like missions is to bring mm-hmm. better sunscreen to America because we have like really subpar sunscreen. Wait, here. I like, didn't know that. Yeah, know like it. our There's sunscreen is stuff in horrible. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have I have I have, I, have, I use black market South Korean sunscreen. Um, Wait. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I need the link to this. Yeah, what's the like, connect, can Brandy? Just, can we go to K-Town? Like, can I go to K-Town yeah, and get sunscreen? Yeah, is it actually legal? Or like, you is can it really? It, it's right? like technically not supposed to be in the United States. <laughs> oh yeah, God. you can't buy it in yeah. like a store. Yeah, K-Town, I'm Wait, sure. I mean, oh. I, a person that lives in my trailer park's daughter lives in South Korea, so. <laughs> okay. It's, All right, Brandy, we're starting. The, we're yeah. Starting oh my God. That is flow. like the second, that is like the second best reason to go to South Korea. The first mm-hmm. one, I just heard on podcast, I can't remember where, but apparently, maybe it was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Apparently, so South Korea is also known for its plastic surgery. Yeah. And so people will do plastic surgery tourism. And mm-hmm. after you get your surgery done on your face, 
you get a little slip of paper that you have to hand to the airport marshals to be like, I know my face this doesn't mask my, my passport <laughs> anymore, but I am this person on this document. And that just wow. brings me a wow. level of like awe and joy that I, I just, humans are so funny, man. Like That's hilarious. So, <laughs> you have to frame that if you get that, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Scrapbook at the very least. Holy shit. Absolutely. It's like, do they give them a before and after photo? And they're like, I swear. See? I I swear. Right, right, right. I don't know, but I would pay so much money just to like look at what that I don't think I don't know if I'm somebody where like I would eventually get plastic surgery, but like Mm -hmm. I would pay a lot of money just to look at what that certificate actually is. And that's my new favorite fun fact of like humans be so weird. (laughs) You know? Oh yeah. Humans be so weird. Um (laughs) that's so so funny. I just think it's amazing. Because it has to be a government document too, which means that there's like a department of faces or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But talk about Department of Faces. I'll take that slip over when you come into America after an international flight. You've already just been on like a 14-hour flight. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You just sit through like oh a five-hour line. And then yeah. they take that nice worm's eye photo of you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's and a you new CIA get, like, file. super dried out because mm-hmm. you've just like been breathing the same air for 14 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. totally mm-hmm. Okay. Those are always like Im- embarrassing photo. Like yes. it lowers your self-esteem. 100%. You're like, I don't need this right now. Yeah. You're not going <laughs> to yeah. tell me that's in your file that the government has about you, man. Exactly. And if you really get out of line, they're just going to post it everywhere. Because, you, you know, they're making yeah. you stand in line forever to be mm-hmm. like, why, where, where were you? What are you doing? Did you right. bring anything? Right. Yes. It's not, it's just to get the shitty photo. That's mm-hmm. all it's for. <laughs> to blackmail you later for reasons <laughs> we don't understand. <laughs> they're yeah, like, you exactly. sure you want to leave America looking like that? <laughs> so God. <sighs> insane well speaking oh of God. travel speaking of how oh my that? god <laughs> bing bang boom what are we all professionals or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> that um, we are yeah adrian you have an amazing new podcast that's out now, now called um, a race around the world based on the true adventures of nelly bly and elizabeth bisland is it bisland Bisland is how I've Bisland. been pronouncing it for the past two years. I love it. Um, can you tell us about it a little bit? It sounds, we, 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 when you, your PR person sent this over, we were like, ooh, yes, we want to hear everything. It is so, it is so lady to lady. I like, it makes my brain explode a little bit. Um, so in 1889, two female writers were commissioned to race each other around the world in under 80 days. And wow. it was originally Nellie Bly's, um, lady number one, we'll call her. So Nellie Bly was an investigative journalist, and she really elbowed her way into becoming, like, a female investigative reporter. Because yeah. literally, she, like, went to every—she's from Appalachia. She went to—she uh, wanted to become a New York journalist, so she moves to Manhattan. And she goes— and interviews with every single editor that she can find. And the excuses they give are like, well, women can't climb upstairs fast enough if there's a fire. Like, we can't give them these. Or, like, women's writing is, like, too delicate. And it worked before this. Like, it wasn't like she was Exactly. She had, like, she had done investigative reporting in Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. which was, like, the main city she lived in in her 20s. She, like went down to Mexico City and she lived there for five months with her mom. Like, she got her newspaper editor to be like, and I shall bring my mother with me. Thank you very much. Um, Uh And so she had, like, 
obviously done what was back then, like the impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, God, there was just like no moment of like, how do I want to say this? Like, there's no moment throughout her story that isn't just like, has a layer of like deep misogyny on top of it. Yeah, the push Um, constantly. So she just like really did not take no for an answer. So she ends up working for Joseph Pulitzer's New York world. And she becomes like kind of a local celebrity because newspapers were very much like, this is something we cannot relate to at all, which is like newspapers just wanted to sell as many papers as possible and like keep people addicted to the news. That's like not relatable. (laughs) Um, That got handled. Yeah. That business model is really, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, but telling things from a female perspective was pretty novel. So she becomes a, under um cover investigative journalist in New York and after a year of working for Joseph Pulitzer she's like so burned out she kind of like comes up with this idea of like maybe if they can send me around the world I'll like kind of get a vacation but I like can mm-hmm. also work during it so she purchased such her- a <laughs> That's so something I would do. I was like, this is a very test move. Yeah. Like the work brain never. Right. She's like, I'm just gonna take a little break by like going around the world. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so she pitches the idea. Her editors are like, ugh, I just feel like it's better to send a dude. And also, like, women carry too much stuff. So, like, I don't know about that. You won't be able to make quick transfers. And she's like, that's Unreal. So she, um, a year goes by and Joseph Pulitzer gets a little nervous because he's like, shit, I need to sell more papers. I want a long standing piece. Mm -hmm. And other papers were like, we might send a man around the world. And Joseph was like, well, what would sell more papers than a man going around the world? Mm -hmm. So Nellie Bly is given 56 hours to pack up all of her shit and get enough, like get everything that she needs to go around the world in under 80 days. Mm-hmm. And um, it's definitely inspired from the Jules Verne book, Around the World in 80 Days. And uh, one of the women in the series actually meets him. I won't say who, just to like get oh, those cool. <laughs> yeah. listeners. Because uh, he is still he is still alive at the time in France. Oh, cool. And um, so Nellie Bly, on November 14th, 1889, Nellie Bly cast off towards London on a steamship, and she thinks she is racing against time. And as she is exiting um, the New York City Harbor, the new editor of Cosmopolitan Magazine, the Cosmo we know today of like... Wow, that was around then? That was around back then. It used Whoa. to be this like Christian uh, what? magazine. What? Cosmo like, used to be magazine. Christian? How far it has come. Exactly. Has come. Uh, (laughs) How far can you come? Exactly. (laughs) How to drive him wild by coming. (laughs) 10 tips to come around the world. Uh, (laughs) I've pitched to Cosmo to like talk to them about this. And I feel like we can, we can make some kind of a deal with that. But anyways. Yeah. I mean, she's the original fun, fearless female. Yes, 100%. (laughs) So the editor, so this guy, John Brisbane Walker, had just bought Cosmo magazine. And he wants to rebrand it. I get a sense that he wants it to be like what The New Yorker is today. Like Mm -hmm. some personal essays, some reporting, um, but it's a monthly magazine. And he's like, 
fuck, I need to sell more papers too. So he opens the paper. As Nellie Bly is leaving, he opens the New York world and reads that a woman is racing around the world. And he's like, huh, I'm my own woman. It's like a Trump binders filled with women kind of a moment. Like, let me just find one. one, you know? Yeah. So he plucks his literary editor, Elizabeth Bisland, out of bed. And she is a poet at heart. Like, she is this, like, New York City socialite. She's French. She's from the South. She, like, has made Mm. friends with every single, like, high society artist in New York. She's, like, such an it girl. Mm -hmm. And um, she doesn't, she's, like, planning a tea party for the next day. And so she gets this urgent call by, like, 1030 that morning saying to, like, come into the office. And she's like, okay, what is this about? Um, So she goes in and her editor is like, how much time is it going to take for you to get around the world? Is, like, 6 p.m. tonight cool for you? And she's Ah. like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And, like, (laughs) he literally bribes, he, like, threatens to fire her if she doesn't go. And she's like, the line that I wrote is, like, suddenly the other side of the world didn't sound so bad as long as she was away from this guy. Um, So... She has six hours. Like, I don't even think I could pack in six hours for an around the world, let alone at a time where it's like all of these different climates. What am I going to wear? Like, can I bring any books? She doesn't have a Kindle, you know, like she's going to bring (laughs) heavy ass books. So how are you even like planning this like route? Like, it's not like there's MapQuest. Exactly. (laughs) They literally have to go to um, like there are travel agencies at the time. So, yeah. like, they do have to, like, figure out what is the fastest route. Um, and fortunately for me, as a writer, like, one of the beautiful poetries of this story is that the fastest way around the world is the same direction, is, sorry, is the same locations, no matter, even if you go east or west. Mm. So, Elizabeth oh, Bisland heads west. She gets mm. on a train headed to San Francisco. And that's just, like, a beautiful, like... You can't write that, that you so know? Cool. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. Nellie goes east, Elizabeth goes west, and adventure ensues. And I have a travel podcast. Um, I have done a lot of solo female travel. And what really spoke to me about their stories is that I have experienced so much of the same emotional journeys that they write about, like the homesickness and the loneliness and the, like, this guy is so fucking creepy. Like, how mm-hmm. do I get him away from me? Um, and it's wild that, like, that emotional journey has not changed that much in 134 mm-hmm. years. Um, yeah. And I also really try to go into, like, what is the state of women at the time? Because, like, country to country, women's roles are, like, slightly different or they have, like, historical variations, which I thought was really interesting because my, like, eternal question is, like, how did women become second-class citizens, like, globally? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it it turns out that, like, based on location, it's not always that way. Like, mm-hmm. in some places, there was a period of time where, like, women are equals and they can take lovers and they are in control of marriage and property and can run their own businesses. Um, And then like a patriarchal group will come in and be like, never mind, JK. That was really cute of you guys. Um, So that's like, yeah, that's like, I mean, even here in America, it's like the, if you look at the history of women getting the right to vote, uh, the Western states are the ones that, that 
uh, like Wyoming is the first state that women got the right to vote because oh, the yeah. existence there was so hard that you had to see your wife as an equal because you needed each other yeah, to survive. Right. Like, well, and men wild. died so often. Like so many yeah. of women's rights True. just came, became a function of like your husband died. Who's going to run the farm? I guess this yeah. bitch. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, yeah. The egalitarianness comes from survival. Like once yeah. we get too, a little bit cushy, then people are like, mm, but I, what about me? Do we need this? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. the one thing that I do it. So in episode three, it's Liz going across the America, um, going across um, America. And she does have these like pockets of interactions with Native Americans. And mm-hmm. Native American women are actually the inspiration for like white women's suffrage. Like a lot mm-hmm. of women, um, Elizabeth B. Canton. Oh, her name's mm-hmm. escaping me right now. Wait, wait, yeah. Katie Stanton and Elizabeth, the Seneca K- Falls ladies. Um, yes, the mm-hmm. Seneca Falls yeah, ladies yeah. were chatting up with the Native American women in their own backyards and were like, wait. You can own your own property, like you can divorce, mm-hmm. you have democratic votes. So, you know, these white women fight for white women's rights. Yeah. And like that's yeah. very, you know, not great. Um yeah. yeah, yeah. But that is actually really wild to me that like, yes, Native Americans at the time are very much considered second class. Like we did so many atrocious things. But mm-hmm. the women in those tribes, like, had an equal say in shit. And, like, they had more mm-hmm. rights and liberties in their own communities than, like, white women did. And mm-hmm. so it just, like, that was really interesting to me because, like, both Nellie and Liz are traveling at a time when they don't have female rights. Um, right. And they're still yeah. doing, like, something that they people really didn't think women could do this. And it's mm-hmm. crazy that they're both, like, this is scary, but, like— fuck it, I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. love that, like, for each of them, it was this, like, groundbreaking, like, act of, like, incredible bravery and and, and entrepreneurship. But, like, really, it, there are parallels to me to now, too, where it's like, okay, women can come in, but it's going to be a stunt. You are mm-hmm. going to be fetishized, and it's going to be you in competition with another woman. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because they didn't – what I, like, love about it is that – First, Nellie doesn't even know that Liz is competing against her until she's in Hong Kong, which is wild to me. Whereas Elizabeth the whole time, like both of them do end up going on two very different emotional arcs. And Liz is kind of like, yo, this is awesome. Uh, I don't really care if I win. Like I actually did get like the jackpot, you know? So like she does not show all these moments of like, competition mm-hmm. the way that Nellie does because the moment Nellie finds out like she's such a like workaholic she's like yeah ha- she gets really catty and I'm like no Nellie come on you know <laughs> that's Women. what they want Nellie but that's what they want yeah. you know but that's what they want and the newspapers do kind of like peg against e- them against each other of course. that's the whole um, yeah and Apparently, Elizabeth- they're like pick one, Brittany or Christina. Yeah. Exactly. yeah oh my yeah. god. Speaking of, this feels kind of relevant. This morning, I was looking. My Amber sent me a TikTok, and I gasped, and I go, "Oh my god!" And Sean was like, "What?" And I'm like, "Beyonce went to the Taylor Swift movie knew- with Taylor." <laughs> I knew that's what was Dude, but like when women support women, I literally I can't yes. hold back the tears. Well, and like, like everyone's trying to pit them against each other all the time, Don't. and they're like, "No, no, we, no, we're not, no." We're so different. And, like, yeah. there's so much. We're told that there's not enough room at the table, but there totally fucking is. And, like. Yeah. Exactly. So, it is, like, 
I get a little sad with Nellie in that moment, but also she's so like, she's so focused on getting around the world in 80 days mm-hmm. that she literally says like, I don't care if I, what is it? She's like, I would rather have my body, I would rather, fuck, what is it? I would rather die and get there in 80 days than arrive in New York alive in 81 days. Like the seriousness that she takes this is pretty, is pretty insane. But I, I'm also like, she has to take it seriously because I, I bet she knows that like at any point someone can take her job away, you know, and be like, you're a lady, like, we don't take you as seriously. So I bet she has to take herself, like, double seriously. Yeah, which is very much like a a double dog dare you, like, all right, Mm -hmm. you say uh, you can do this. Well, here you go. It's just like, God, I have to fucking pull it off. Yeah. (laughs) And then you end up doing things that you're like, I didn't think I was going to do this, but I've got too much pride at this point. Like, I've committed too far. Well, so. like, yes, yeah, she, she seemed, I mean, yeah, she, you would have to be such an intense personality to have like done the work that she'd done even up to that point. Cause she's also, totally. I mean, I, I didn't know her for this as much as like, cause she did a lot of like undercover asylum work too, right? Yes. That's kind of what she's mo- most famous for. Like, I can't is, imagine that's yeah. like the, the intense personality you'd have to be to, to be yeah. like, put me in coach. Exactly. <laughs> like, over over and over and over and over yeah. 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 <laughs> so an, no, a hundred percent. Nellie's really intense, but I am yeah, also yeah. really intense. So I'm like, I vibe with it. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, we have to that's... take a quick break, but we will okay. be back in a second to be talk. Right yeah. Yay. Hey everybody, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. I'm Adrian. And thank you. This is just, I love it. I love the whole story. Um, I feel like you really, you know, I was listening to the first episode and you really like put us there and it very is much like, Mm -hmm. you know, you really get the vibe of like, oh God, like what the reality of what it was like to like be women at that time. Yeah. Um, Did they ever? Like you said, you kind of had to live in it. Like you had, mm-hmm. you, you're like, these are people, these are my friends. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, I just feel like so much of their, like I was saying before, like, it's wild to me how much I have experienced with all of the amenities that I have, but like mm-hmm. what they felt is so unbelievably similar. But, um, Brandy, they did cross each other in oh, the okay. South China Sea. But this is the thing that like kind of breaks my heart is that I cannot find any documents saying that they ever met each other afterwards because they both lived pretty close to each other in yeah. Manhattan. I yeah. love that. I love that they're that close to each other. And it's like, um, man, there, uh, Naomi Klein has a new book out called Doppelganger. That's about like, Ooh, that story is crazy. Oh my gosh. It's such a, it's, I, I have it on hold at Libby and I literally can't wait till it's available to read. Cause every interview I've heard with her is insane about like the, the person that is like, kind of like on a weird but different timeline than you in the world yeah. like they're so the premise of that book yes is she um was mm-hmm. mistaken for someone else for naomi wolf for naomi wolf yes. yes and so she was like so much. you know fucking attacked and canceled and, and mm-hmm. just the hell twitter does but they yeah. did it to the wrong person 
Yes. Oh my yeah. God. I'm getting yes. that out of the Berlin Public Library as we speak. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, ama- it's amazing. But yeah, to have this like other person that's running in the same way as, as you is like, well, it's like, um, astronauts always say that there's like this thing called solipsism, solipsism syndrome that astronauts get where it's like, because you've seen the world from a different perspective, you feel isolated from so many oh. other people because you just like, um, yeah, you just are like, I, I feel like I understand something that I don't know how to explain it to people. Ex- yep. Yeah. I language like kind similar. of mm-hmm. language. Wow. Like I love that because there's so many like strange emotional feelings I get when I travel that I haven't found like a real word for. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I'll find it in other languages. Um But, like, for me, there's, like, this one moment where Liz gets this, like, I don't know how to describe this, and I'm curious if you ladies have also felt this with your travels. But there's sometimes where, like, I will arrive in a place, and my brain is, like, you've never been anywhere else. Um, You've been Mm -hmm. here the whole time, and Mm -hmm. you know everybody here. And I don't know what that is, but it's very, like, your actual lived experience and memories feels like a strange dream, Mm -hmm. and you're, like, who are my parents? You know, like, are they real still? And it's really, so I love that, that there definitely are these emotional experiences that come from travel that like the human, the human language or English at Mm -hmm. least does not capture them. No, and I think that's like the, that trope of people being so obnoxious when they get back from Europe. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. that is annoying, but they're talking like that because it is like very mind blowing mm-hmm. to have those kind of like sensory experiences. Like, it's it, there's really no way except to go through it to like have your brain broken in that way. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I will tell you, the moment I said croissant to my sisters, they were like, shut <laughs> it down. <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> Absolutely not. I like remember asking for olive oil once at like an Italian restaurant and my sisters were like, we're in America, Adrian. like get butter, you know? <laughs> no, once so, I went olive oil, I never went back. It's much better on bread. With a little I agree balsamic. completely, <laughs> but I definitely like the thing that I've definitely, what I aspire in my own writing is that like, the other side of the world isn't actually that different. You know, it's like people walking down a street, going to their job, going to their loved ones, getting food, like all of the same things, but like there are differences, like, and those are beautiful and they're subtle and they're nuanced. And like, that's what makes the world so incredible. But like, I really want people to understand that like me and a Vietnamese grandpa and a like teenage girl in Nigeria. Like we all have the same motive Mm -hmm. desires, like comforts. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to like, I know that sounds like very oversimplified. I don't want to sound like that, but like for the most part, humans are pretty simple once you know, like our core motivations and that is consistent across the planet, you know? Well, and I think that like, I think humans have a, at least in America, I can't speak to most other places, but I feel like Americans have a really hard time with, we're really good at, um, concrete empathy with the thing I see in front of me, I empathize with it. But I think we have a really hard time with um, abstract empathy for yeah. something that we haven't seen or experienced. And I, I think this. that like travel is just like, like it's, it's made me a much more empathetic person, just like being in different places and being like, Oh, I understand something that I wouldn't have unless I was like here and feeling it and seeing it. And you see that you see how similar we are to each other by like experiencing. hundred you know, percent. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I also love that. do like, mm-hmm. The hippy dippy in me, like, I do believe that, like, 
there is energy in places. Yes, and like, I think 100%. that's what you're feeling too. And you're like, there are just like stories kind of like on the yeah. soil mm-hmm. in different places in the world. Agreed. And I think that is like the part that's sort of like revelatory is just like feeling that different kind of like history. Mm-hmm. Like there's like so many, so much shit has gone. Like, I don't know, like Italy, that's like why I feel like so such strong energy in Italy. Cause you're just like, like it, I don't, I don't really know, even know how to completely verbalize it, but like, it's like, you just feel something there that mm-hmm. is really unique it's to anything that you've felt in your life. A hundred percent. It's always going to feel, and also like, I feel like it's going to, every place feels different, mm-hmm. but also like you're going to experience it every time you go there because like you are also a different person. Mm-hmm. So like, I never say like, oh, I would never go back to a place because like, Maybe I was an asshole when I was, like, in France the first time. And maybe I'm less of an asshole now. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe something different will happen that will make me be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So, like, I think that, like, there is definitely an energy in each spot um, that feels very different. Again, based on, like, all of the energy that humans have put into that environment. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you are energetically a different person every time you go out there. I mean, it's just fascinating. And I mean, on this tip, speaking of like journeying to new places, um, (laughs) we would actually like to go back in time with you right now. I would love to. Uh, To the mid-aughts. Right. (laughs) Mid-aughts. I'm sure if you had a time machine, you would like to go back to the age of fedoras. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> whale tails, yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh huh. So we're gonna play a mice, MySpace quiz. Oh with my you. god, this is wild. <laughs> <laughs> like MySpace, I just honestly like I kind of forgot that MySpace existed. Right. Uh, yeah. For probably good reason. Yeah. I feel like I wasn't like super. I feel like my I was like sixteen. I think when I got a Facebook account. So I feel like my MySpace journey was pretty short lived. Mm-hmm. But I do remember it pretty – I do remember it. I, I it was like it. dirty it was Facebook. My, yeah. yeah. It was my favorite. It was dirty it. Facebook. <laughs> because Facebook was just college <laughs> students at first. So it was yeah. like yes. all my yeah, other yeah. weirdo friends and like I was randomly friends Dude. with weird actors and shit on there. Right. Great. Same. Yeah. 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 You could be friends with anybody. At those, at those yeah. messages because – I think like that's when I was the most insane. Also, so it'd be great to, it'd be oh great God, to, to read what I was putting out on the internet at that point. Because I, I mean, it's just as far as like, yeah, I would befriend like random comedians and stuff I was obsessed with, and like, mm-hmm. who knows what weird messages I was sending to people. <laughs> Go find it, because you. I bet we can make so they don't, many jokes. They like don't exist it. anymore. They don't like. They took. It's, it's like all because I've logged into mine. Yeah. To pull, I pulled all my photos down, but now that the, whatever servers all that stuff's on isn't even there. It's just the like image not found. Stuff. Oh my god! Like, oh really? Which is so sad because there's so much. I mean, I, I, I loved, I loved that website. I thought it was so silly and weird. My first, my first comedy writing was like in the bulletins on MySpace for sure. Oh my god! Yeah. I don't want to compare that to like the great library of Alexandria being burned down, yes. but like that does feel like a cultural <laughs> loss. Oh, like, absolutely! I feel like we kind of because it was so early. You know, it's like humans yeah. being like monkeys typing on the keyboard, being like, "What mm-hmm. is this?" I mean, you know? speaking yeah. of, let me just say PSA because Yahoo was my first email account, and like mm-hmm. again, Obviously, where yeah. I, I. I'm like, who knows what relics lie in there? Yeah. They get rid of it if you don't log in after a certain amount of time. All my old emails uh, are gone from oh college, no. my old papers. Oh, so like, no. if you have an old email, log into it or else they do oh my God. after a certain All right, I'll time. be logging into icebluees109 at <laughs> yahoo.com immediately after this. That's still, you can still email me there. Yes. I don't think I've checked it since. 
like 2008, <laughs> maybe, but. <laughs> yeah yeah my like yeah. really embarrassing emails to my college boyfriend who broke up with me just all that shit yes. was uh, in there and i'm like oh, emails, that's bad that's yeah. bad yeah. i did that was not over email but my pleading was over email oh <laughs> yeah we don't need a written record of that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I i have a downloaded copy of my entire live journal um there's no amount of money that you could pay me to access it but it is on my dropbox Good fucking luck, everybody. That's going oh, to the grave with me. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, it's like you and an external hard drive in your yes. casket. <laughs> I mean, genuinely, I want to be buried with my electronics. I'm just like, put it over my heart, my totally. laptop and my phone and all my yeah, all my hard drives. Speaking of electronics, you guys, can I tell you that I, the nightmare situation that I'm in right now? Uh-oh. What? what? I, well, I'm being really dramatic. Um, I, <laughs> I'm reading a book that I really love. It's like a page turner. Mm-hmm. I had 40 pages left on my kindle and like i very rarely leave my house with my kindle because it's kind of like my bedtime thing Mm -hmm. but i'm like so into this book that like at some point in the day on monday i was like put that in your purse and then like while you're eating lunch or whatever you can finish that book and i can't find my kindle anywhere and i think i might have left it at starbucks and i have 40 pages left in this book and i love my kindle and it's missing oh man wait can you go back to the starbucks and be like did you find this kindle I called and they didn't. And I'm like, but I also like that Starbucks, like it's a high traffic Starbucks. Like I feel like if I did leave it there, like somebody probably like, even if they didn't know, like they were probably like, oh, an electronic and they just took Uh, it. Yeah. (sighs) So like my question is, what is the book? Whale Fall. Have you heard of it? Uh-uh. It's a page turner. Uh, it's by. It's a new book. It's by an author named Daniel Krause. And it's like a thriller about uh, this kid who's a scuba diver and he gets swallowed by a whale. Mm. So the entire book is him trying to crawl his way out of this. It's like a page turner thriller. Great book. Uh, and I got to find out if this guy gets out of the whale. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Oh, my God. I, I, once, I have a friend who I like do a lot of book exchange with. And I like, I was reading Station Eleven, which was good. I wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is the best book. But I had 10 pages left before, it was a library book. So I had 10 pages left before. Um, I had to return it because I was going away for a month. Mm-hmm. And I texted my friend Jan and I was like, oh, I have to like, I have like 10 pages left of Station Eleven. She's like, I'll take photos of every single page for you so you can read it. And I was like, you're, you are not, you're too good for this earth right now. Like you're too, (laughs) so someone send Tess those last 40 pages. If any of you guys have a copy of Will Fall, I would really appreciate it. (laughs) It just feels like a very like Seinfeld episode where like someone else reads the end of it and then you have to go find them. Oh my God. I've read the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked when he got out of the whale. And uh... (laughs) come on. Okay. Okay. Let's ask some. Let's ask some. Okay. Let's be. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Okay. Well, hold on. We do have a theme song first. Oh Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh my god. Of course. There it is. There it is. Uh, Okay, I feel like this will be a good one for you. Um, How many oceans have you swam in? Ooh. Ooh. uh, Okay. Pacific, Atlantic. Um, mm, Gulf of Thailand. 
Wow, that's a great question. The one I really want to hit up. Throw at you. Mm-hmm. The one I really want to hit up is the Indian Ocean because it's like the yeah. most crossed with all the trade winds. Um, but I don't want to take a cruise because they're like really gross. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess like Mediterranean. Uh, uh, what else? I have not. Yeah, Ionian. That's a sea. Ionian Sea. So like some. It's a difference between an ocean and a sea. A sea, I think, I mean, smaller, but is smaller. It's part of an ocean, and it might touch land. Yes, yeah, that is that's because exactly the, like, the Pacific Ocean touches land. But there's little seas. I think it's like little seas, like beside. How do I? I don't know how to describe it. Like the Caspian Sea is landlocked, but it's big mm. enough to be a sea. Oh, I, I it, see. I, it's like an ocean lake. It's like an ocean lake, exactly. Okay, exactly. It's the brunch. It's the brunch of okay of, of water, water masses. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. okay. there's like gulfs in oceans. You know, yes. like the Gulf of Mexico is right. in the Atlantic Ocean. So maybe it's not a. It's a. But I don't know what a gulf is. It's like yes. by like, the sea versus Gulf. I'm just spitballing, but I feel like a gulf, gulf is, is like a gulf is like a room with three walls. <laughs> Like the water peninsula. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, yes. I think it's A sea is an area of open water that is partially bounded by a land barrier, where a gulf is an area of water indented into a landmass. Okay, so it's got like if it's indented it. in, that's the gulf. Got it. And a sea is just like got land around it. That's cool. Okay. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I mean, God, MySpace, thank you so much. Okay, really hard-hitting question here. Get ready. Yes. Um, favorite flower? <laughs> Honestly, I actually can't choose. My parents are horticulturists, so like I really? grew up surrounded by plants. Um, Ooh, wow. so, okay, that is literally my favorite question of all time. Um, oh my god. <laughs> okay, my basic bitch answer is like a blue hydrangea. So like oh. I just love the cluster, but I love so like there's pink hydrangeas and blue hydrangeas, um, and you can change one into the other based on the acidity of the of the soil. Really? So, like, I love when it gets into, like, that cool, purpley, like, Captain Crunch kind of color where it's, like, a little yeah. bit of both. Um, oh, my God. Wait, this is literally my favorite thing. I love a hibiscus. Um, I'm weirdly, I'm really into, like, roses, which I used to, but not, like, I don't like red roses. I love, like, an orange or, like, there's these cool purple roses um, that I really love. I have trained my fiance very well to be good like, no mums no offense no yes. basic best bitch um car mm-hmm. if you ever give me a carnation a carnation is a hideous flower <laughs> i am keeping the ring and i am changing the locks like full i stop. don't full stop um let me think i love like this it is i love a magnolia tree um Oh my God, I literally like, I love all, I love all plants. I don't like grasses. Grasses I really hate because like they're really Mm -hmm. sharp. So like I used to have to like carry pots of grasses and they like kind of cut at your hands. So grasses I don't, I don't fuck with. But um, I love all plants. I love a fern grove. Um, Did you ever have like a a rebellious phase as a child where you're just like, oh yeah, and you just didn't water anything? (laughs) (laughs) You just killed a bunch of plants? Um, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I did work for my dad. Uh, he has a nursery. Um, so mm. he 
where most people can't keep a succulent alive, my dad can grow like 50,000 plants a year. Like it kind of blows my mind. So crazy, Um, I love that. And yeah, I would work for him. I loved the watering part. That was like kind of my favorite. I was a musical kid. So like that was my rebelliousness and I'm putting this in air quotes. Um, (laughs) Gotcha. So I wasn't, I was not out doing like bad stuff. Like the first time I smoked weed was with like all of the Shakespeare actors. And I was like, this is insane. You know, oh, yeah. so- theater kids party. Like the most scandalous shit of my teen years happened with my theater friends. Hey, Steven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our, our theater, our, like I grew up in upstate New York. So like our theater world was like pretty tame. And it was like mostly having parties in like forests or someone's like, Mm-hmm. like big backyard that like bled into a forest. Um, oh, that's so cool. So yeah. yeah, I love crocuses. Cause that's also my, like, that's the first mm-hmm. sight of spring. And that makes me be like, thank fucking God we're out of winter. Wait, I need to um, Google a crocus. I don't know what a crocus looks like. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know if they're in. Oh, LA. those are very pretty. They're almost tulipy. They are kind of tulipy and they like sprout. It's their first, it's the first time. Oh wait, I love forsythia, like the bright yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, you got so much more than you bargained for with this question. I'm no, so no, sorry. that's I'm why so we love happy. this game. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love like spring flowers because it just makes me be like, oh my God, we got out of winter and we survived it. So yeah. Exactly. Are you a February baby or a March baby since you're a Pisces? I'm a March baby. I'm on the Us cusp too. of Aries. Yeah. Wait, so what's I, your birthday? What's your birthday? March yeah. 16th. Okay. Oh. What are you guys? I'm the, I'm the 13th. <gasps> and I'm the 23rd. Yeah. Oh, Tessa's my God. Aries. I'm Aries. You're the moon. other yeah. end. But you have mm-hmm. that Pisces sensitivity. I do. Yes. I have the it's Pisces, real. like, get along with every different kinds yeah. of people in it. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. I like sad music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. enjoy it. I like, love I it. Like feel, it. I love yeah. feeling sad. Yeah. Yes. Oh, like a good, sad <laughs> oh, song. Good. Mm, Elliot yeah. Smith, like, just plays yes. on repeat in, like, February, yes. where I'm like, I just want to be, be. Um, uh, yeah, so. Jeff Buckley, yeah. Damien Rice, all of them, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. My, has just so you know, my cat has decided to lay on top of all of my audio equipment, so. If, I'm, if my sound goes, <laughs> sounds weird. <laughs> I also would like love to meet your cat after this because I have such a deep maternal urge to have a cat right now. (laughs) Cat one. Uh, They're great. They're a blast. I don't know why. He's never done this before. (laughs) You're fine. You're fine. You sound great. You're all good. Yeah, you sound good. (laughs) All right, guys. I think we should, one more question and then we're going to, we're going to break and come back with lady bums. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, Adrian, six months ago, can you remember who you liked? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> liked as in like like have a crush on like a romantic yeah, yeah. do you remember sure who liked is this ago. my 13 year old self or is this my this current this is, this is whoever or whatever yeah whatever oh. uh, I guess I liked my fiance Ooh. is that fair wow. I feel like fiance is like more the most fair. pretentious name it's like such a pretentious word and I feel very self-conscious about it but he did yeah. propose I guess like it was like eight months ago. So I was Aww. like, let's do it. Fuck, why that. not? That's so, um, cute. so yeah, definitely liked him. But first, like, <laughs> rush. Yeah, I'm, I'm into him. He's cool. Yeah, we'll cool. That's cool. He right? knows what flowers I like. So I can't, nice. I so can't spend that energy on somebody else at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I also feel like emotionally, he's kind of ruined me. Like, he's the most emotionally sensitive like mm. in touch man I've ever met which is 
still wild to me. And I feel like I actually couldn't date anybody for love after this. And it would just have to be for like yacht money, you know, like. <laughs> Which is totally valid. That's the and only way I could go after. Like I know love. And I, if, if what, for whatever happened, if whatever happens, like I couldn't, I can't do that again. So, but I'll take a yacht. But you'll take a yacht. Yeah. I mean, it's worth yeah. it. Just as, just as it's nice to travel to other countries, it's nice to experience yacht money, I'm yeah. sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I am, like, addicted to stand-up paddleboarding right now. And, like, <laughs> uh, so I spend a lot of time, like, in the marina. And, like, That's one of my so favorite cool. parts about it is just, like, snooping on the yachts. Oh, I dude, love- I bet. It's so fast. Yes. I love, I think it's like a session thing. crazy. Yeah. And like, I love, like people have crazy like living room setups and like yeah. cool bars and like, I just am happy to be here. Like, I'm just happy to yeah. spying on you guys. Like, like, I'm exactly. just gliding on by. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to invite me. Like, I know, yeah. you know, I don't have plans. Look, I'm fun. I paddleboard. Okay. I'm fun. Yeah. I paddleboard. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. There was a really insane article in the New Yorker maybe like a year ago about like super yacht culture and I was like I would like to be financially comfortable but I don't ever want to be like this sick I don't need to be this guy like yeah. I feel like there yeah. really is um there's like some kind of stat where it's like you need x amount of money to feel like mm-hmm. comfortable and you're thriving and like all of that yeah. and after that it's just like chump change and I but I also feel like there's also if you have like a billion dollars, like your brain is actually rotting. Like yes. I feel like yeah. there is also no, no, the other way where it's like you start yeah. to atrophy and like can't have conversations anymore. Well, I think in a very real way, like sort of like it is a sort of a, in a way it's kind of like being an astronaut, like in all seriousness, like mm-hmm. it's totally. like, yeah. yeah. probably a very alienating experience to be mm-hmm. that rich. And totally. like, we obviously have so much science and so many studies about the importance of human connection and the ability mm-hmm. to like relate to people and how that yeah. helps you mentally and physically and everything. So like, I'm sure if you are in a position where you have some bizarre, are like hoarding mistrust of most of the world yeah. that takes a toll on you oh there's, totally there's a scene in in the other two best show ever mm-hmm. where she goes on a date with a guy who's about to become a billionaire she goes when she goes to the bathroom he becomes a billionaire like you know while she's gone and then when she comes back he's just fully insane and he like starts crawling the walls and, like, <laughs> yelling at people and it's just it's so fucking That's so funny. funny. So, wait, what is the show called? It's oh my called, god, the other two. The other two. It's what incredible. is it on? What is it on? It's, it's on, on Matt. Uh, HBO, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um the premise is like there's a like Justin Bieber type kid uh that gets famous like as a young teen but then this this shows about his older two siblings. Yeah. It's, oh, it's that's cool. Like the other two. It's and it's so it's very much like it, an entertainment industry, like satire, yeah. like it makes fun of, but it makes fun of everything, like every level of the industry, just society in general. Yeah. And it like really goes wild and it's, oh, it's that's great, great. Oh my God. Yeah. I will so check that out. Yeah. I yeah. Love that. It's so good. Okay. Oh yeah. I guess we have to take a break. We'll be back. In we'll a second. Hey, everybody, we're back. I'm Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And I'm Adrian. Let's do advice. It's time Please. for Lady Problems. Mm-hmm. Give us a phone call, 3236 but 30. Give us an email, lady to lady comedy at gmail.com. Lady problems. Lady problems. Do you have 
I am a listener, and I love you guys. I'm just calling because my roommate is really messy. She's really, really messy. Like, her and her boyfriend will make these big meals just for the two of them, and they'll leave the food out on the stove. And I don't really know. I've told her multiple times that it really affects my mental health to have, like, a messy kitchen. Like, I don't want to eat in a messy kitchen. I don't want to cook. I don't want to do any of that. Um, I've known her for a really long time. She's more of a sister than a friend, and I just would really like your opinions on how to get this across to her. How do we organize our lives so that our dishes are clean? Like, I can't cook something if there's a pot that's dirty. Um, I don't know. I I guess I'm just... wondering what your advice is. Thank you. Bye. And so for the listener, what you just, what you didn't see is four people just staring into the distance from the living. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not necessarily from the same perspective. I'm so glad you that. Randy, I'm so glad you that. Totally. I was, I think we were all picturing a kitchen. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I I've been, I've been the, uh, okay. Then Babs, what's your advice as the person that's been the one that's left the food? Yes. Um, your roommate needs to eventually have a boyfriend move in who is a lot cleaner than them and Uh makes them clean. And (laughs) then makes you move out. Yeah. Right. You basically need to not live with this person. That's the only thing that's really going to solve it. Unfortunately. Sorry. I know that that's not the advice you want, but. (laughs) <laughs> if she has like actually articulated it several times, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that is a learned and like that's like a learned behavior. It's not a learned behavior, but it's like it's a behavior that has not changed. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's really tricky, especially because like they are friends. I definitely yeah. have been the like my first <laughs> apartment in Brooklyn was in a basement with five other people who also like three of them were improv people like it's your classic like I just moved to New York (laughs) apartment Uh and there was one time I went home upstate and I saw like a plastic cutting board that looked a little dirty that I had not used and I was like I'm just gonna see what happens when I come back so I left on Friday I come back on Sunday I flipped it over and there was a thick layer of mold on it and I was like I need to leave this place because like I feel like your cleaning habits like it's all about motivation and if she's not motivated and you want to like continue being friends with that person that like you just have to leave this situation and it's not great that like clearly her boyfriend enables this behavior too if he's like whatever I mean I know these two are fucked when they go get their own place they're screwed Oh, it's gonna be gross, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah. So, like, like, let them have each other. It's like they're, yeah, yeah. they're not helping yeah. someone else. It's like when there's someone who's the victim of this. It's My... such a make or break for mm-hmm. living together. Listen, here's the deal. I firmly believe after every meal, you do every dish, every single, mm-hmm. every single dish. I don't even like give yourself the option of no. You leave not like. I build it into like your dinner routine. Like as soon as you get done eating, yeah. In my house, right. it's like the person that didn't cook 
Go mm-hmm. to the kitchen and does it like ha- build it in as like part of the meal process. Like oh yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. My other alternative is what if the friend and boyfriend cook for our person and she's oh. like, if you cook for me, I will help with the cleanup. Because if she's motivated That's- to help clean up, yeah, don't make her cook, but just like split groceries. Y'all mm-hmm. do one side of labor. She does the other side. Even if I actually it's like really like that Tupperware yeah, that's later a great solution. You know, I yeah. like that too. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're going to take more advantage of her this way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, oh, good. We never have to clean anything then. Exactly. They're making you know. like they're cooking like a full turkey and like yeah, yeah, yeah. thing of mashed potatoes at like every. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but then at least yeah, yeah, yeah. she get a little that's bit fair. something out of it. Yeah, that's fair. I just feel like if you guys are actually friends and it's not like a total stranger, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like in my old age of 33, there's just so many things where I'm like, I don't want friends involved with this because it could hurt the friendship. Yes. And the friendship is more important. So it's like anything from like tutoring to like, like if I like, I love learning, like I want to learn Spanish, but like I have plenty of friends that could help me with that. It's like, I would rather have like a professional do yeah. this or like working together can be really mm-hmm. tricky. Um, so it's just kind of like, but if she moves out, like, is the friend going to be pissed? You know, like, but we need more information like about the friend. So, like, I feel like if you have that kind of really, like, you guys can probably be pretty real with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it, this might be a little bit harder if it wasn't such a good friend. So I think, like, you need to just be real with her and be like, I'm mm-hmm. doing this because I love you. If yeah. you decide that you need to move out. But I actually really like the idea of trying, fine, you guys cook, I'll do the dishes. Yeah. Because then at right. least that's making it very clear, like, this is labor. Mm-hmm. You need to think about yeah. me. It is kind of, they are going to have to do some labor to include her in the meals if that's, if they go with that plan. Like they're going to totally loop totally. Her. And maybe yeah. that will get them thinking like there's no fairy in the kitchen that comes, takes care of everything. Yeah. Your mom doesn't show up at the end of yeah. the meal just to like take no. care of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, yeah. Yeah. The one thing that like, I'm for sure much more of the like clean freak. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dishes are like really the only thing that, my fiance and I will be, I'll be like, come on, man, you know? And it's really very minimal, but like we live in a closet in New York. So like one dish feels like, oh my God, the whole place is a mess, you know? It piles up so quickly. So vast. And it's also, it's it's easier if you do it immediately, you know? Oh yeah. That's the thing. Like if you do it immediately, it's only like a couple minute chore. I tend to like, totally. I tend to like cook and clean at the same Same. time. Of course. Yes. Because mm-hmm. also, I, like, I love my fiancé so much, but, like, I know they'll sit for a little bit longer than I can psychologically handle. So I'll be, like, I'll just do, like, a lot of them as things are, like, simmering. Yeah. And it will oh, yeah. feel, like, better about it. Because I'm also, like, in motion. It's, like, I'm mm-hmm. getting no, it's, stuff You're kind of, like, in the vibe. You just start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like, it also gives – because I feel like when you're cooking, you have a lot of moments where you're, like, I have three minutes for that. Exactly. To quit. So you're, like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll just, just wash do, that while like, I yeah, literally yeah. don't even yeah. know how people clean while they cook. Like, it cannot be further <laughs> from oh my how God. I operate. That's so funny. <laughs> Unless it looks like there's been, like, a weird experiment in the kitchen that exploded. Like, I don't – that's right. the only way I can do it. <laughs> no, it's I'm fine to of... carpet <laughs> yeah. 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 I get it yeah. from my dad. I cook like my dad. Like, we both just like to, like, listen to a lot of techno and kind of, like, get in the zone and just start, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, yeah, I mean, it's just tough. You know, the problem is she's already talked to her and told her that her mental health yeah. is suffering from it. And yeah, the that's not serious. Yeah. I mean, that's serious. And it doesn't... Yeah. Unfor- it, I, it pisses me off. It sucks. 
you know, I had a roommate who I loved, but she would not clean the litter box ever. She had a cat. <gasps> I had a cat. I was the only person ever cleaning that litter box, no matter how many times I asked. Mm, no many, you know, matter which ways I asked, never changed. Yeah. Right. So it was just like, okay, like I knew it was never going to change and it sucked, but it was, you know. My other, totally, my other like thing on this is like, I've heard people say that like in marriage, which like, you know, you're, if you're living with somebody, for some couples, like if one person, it's like, this is my chore and I am the one responsible for this chore. Like, mm-hmm. is there, if our friend is the one who's like, mm-hmm. fine, I'll do the dishes as long as you guys do. Like, what are other cleaning things that exactly. like they could do? Because yeah. it is just like the division of labor is unequal here. And how yeah. can we make it more equal? That's yeah. a good idea. So, I would sit yeah. down and be like, what do you like? Like some people, what do you yeah, like to do? Or what do you not mind? Exactly. Or what do you yeah, not yeah. mind? Like, what's your, yeah. 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 What, do you, what would you like to do more? Maybe it's like you do the bathroom and I do the kitchen, whatever the exactly. hell it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, I don't take out the garbage, but like, if I ask my fiance, hey, we're leaving, we're finishing up breakfast here. I will take on all of the dishes if you take out the garbage right now. And I feel yeah. like, even though I've for sure made breakfast, I will be like, Totally. I'm making it feel oh, yeah, like less that. is taking yeah. off your plate right now. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and that I feel like we're cool on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like as long as you just find a way that feels more right, someone do the ba- like I'll do all of the dishes if somebody does the bathroom. Clean the bathrooms. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But then the it's like whatever. I agree, but it's like, how come the bathrooms aren't already getting cleaned? Well, you know what I mean. Like, if it feels yeah, like well, this is like, I think it, we might totally. be back to like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and I just want to say to the, to, to the listener too and to everybody out there listening, um, just because you're really good friends doesn't mean that you're good roommates. And that, that, that is not a Truth. knock on the friendship. Yeah. That no. just means that that's just not the, the best And unfortunately, there's it. a lot of things you don't learn about somebody until you live with them. So you could yeah. not totally. have prevented this probably. Yeah. Who knows, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But it's just shit that happens when you live with somebody. It's, yeah. it's very hard mm-hmm. to predict, you know? Yeah. yeah. And ultimately, at the end of the day, what the valuable thing here is the friendship. So, like, keep that totally. in mind. Like, consider mm-hmm. the most your priority should be conserving or preserving that relationship. So, like, if it is starting to get to a point where you guys are going to have some gnarly, like, blowout fight, like, have yeah. this conversation in like a calm way before that happens. Totally. Like, she's yeah. your girl. Like, she's going to get. She knows she's a slob. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I'd hope so. Because I feel like the resentment, like, once the seed of resentment is placed, that is so mm. hard to like unearth. Um, cause then it just builds and it grows and you Mm -hmm. find things that you're like, probably not actually that upset about, but like, it just helps feed it. Spoken Um, like a real, a true horticulturist. Yeah. I know. (laughs) You got to get the root. If you're taking a weed out, you got to get all the roots. Cause it can be thorny though. It can be a thorny issue. It can be thorny. (laughs) Doesn't always smell like a bed of roses. We could Mm -hmm. go on. We could go on. But yeah. So that's a bummer. But I hope that our friend can find like a fun romantic partner and move in with them and have like a lovely home together of the same Yeah, it's definitely cleaning. a lot easier yes. to have those conversations when it's your romantic partner. Totally. It's a friend, oh my God. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. It's just a lot harder. Because then it's There's like, nothing easier than bossing around your romantic partner. We all know that. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Truly. I'll be sending this clip to Sam later. <laughs> just listen to this part. Um, no, totally, totally. But also, like, there's so much joy in, like, being able to make a space with, with like, your romantic partner because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I can re- – I just feel like you can really 
in a non-sexual way, like, oh my God, I can really like take my bra off here. Like I can really relax because I'm not like, somebody else's boyfriend isn't like bopping around and it's like, oh, you're here, you know? So like, get that that train going. I've said this before, but as the dirty one and, you know, my boyfriend's not, um, the the way that he's talked to me that's helped is like the no, no shame, just, just yeah. simply asking me to do stuff mm. not yeah. not being shitty about it ever just being yeah. like hey mm-hmm. could you do this right you totally. know so i think maybe if you pepper a lot more of that in where it's mm-hmm. just like then i started seeing it more myself and not having you didn't have to ask me you know what i mean yeah but he was yeah. just asking enough where i like got the hang of it basically that makes sense so yeah. I, no, totally i think not assigning a lot of emotion to the asking yeah totally yeah, yeah, it's not that you're giving her like the, it's not an indictment on her in any way it's just like right. you it, that it shouldn't insult her that you're asserting your needs yeah right totally but i also feel like she has to talk to the boyfriend too because yeah. he's yeah. clearly like oh, hanging know. out making a mess too so it is like a conversation with both of them because like mm-hmm. if she just talks to the friend and then the boyfriend is there they'll just like fall into their old habits right. unless but I think it's like a sit down like, with hey, both hey will you guys clean that oh hey yeah. can you guys clean it up hey can totally you do that? just totally every, like over and over yeah and then hopefully yeah. that might uh, last night I was like Sean and I made our own dinner last night kind of because like we're eating different things and then I was doing a couple dishes and then I was like, do you want to do these last dishes or do you want to take out the compost? Boom. Yeah. Right. And guess which one he chose. <laughs> yeah. Compost. Yeah. I know. I, I did compost. We have oh, a joke in my, compost. Oh, yeah, we have a joke in my house, like, because the compost is so gross. So like we pretend like we really like it. We're like, you got to take the compost out? I was gonna do it. <laughs> Wait, that's really great. That's a really good like psychological little It kind of twist it, like right it kind there. of works. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh. Dude, you should have waited for me. <laughs> right. Uh, I wanted to, <laughs> to do take the, the worm, the worm food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I wanted to take the worm food. Wait, I am so going to use that later. Cut this part out so Sam can't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Perfect. that test. I will be implementing that later this evening. Great. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, good luck to the listener. You've, yes. Yeah. yeah. Let us know how it goes. Um, I don't know. Get takeout more often. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Uh, that too. Yeah. Um, Adrian, this has been a blast. Oh my God. This has been a total delight, ladies. Thank you God. so much for having me on. Absolutely. Where can everybody find you online? The podcast? Yeah. Plug it up, the, girl. Plug it up. So the podcast is called A Race Around the World, colon, based on the true story of Nellie Bly and Elizabeth Bisland. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, my OG podcast is called Strangers Abroad. And uh, same same searching. I am on the TikToks. You can find me at Strangers Abroad. And if you want to contact me, you can email me at strangersabroadpodcast at gmail.com. Hell awesome. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you Check so out the much. podcast. It's yes. a really incredible story. And uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. This has and- been a total delight. Um, thank you so much. Right, bye, everybody. everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Three, two, three, six, but 30. It's six, but 30 somewhere. Hi, ladies. I just listened to the episode where um, a caller was looking for uh, petty revenge. And uh, me and my roommate were really into real spooky stuff. And I came across the website sendclown.com. That's sendclown.com where you um, get, like, a haunted clown doll, supposedly, allegedly haunted. 
Um, and you can send it uh, anonymously. So, you know, if anyone's into petty revenge at all, sendclown.com. Love you all. Bye. Hi, I have advice for the person that was moving because of their partner to a different state and wanted to know how to make friends. I did the exact same thing in my early 20s. I moved to a southern state because of my husband. I met my husband in graduate school and moved to this other place where I didn't know a single person. My biggest piece of advice that no one hit on in the episode is to join, like, a professional organization for what you have going on. So I think you are a nurse. Join, like, a young nurses group if they have that. Like, for us, it was, the you know, our young professional group. And that will make it easy to approach people. And don't be afraid if they all went to the same nursing school, for example, and you didn't. Don't be afraid after going to a couple of meetings or a couple of gatherings to just approach people. They may seem cliquish, but it is worth, like, walking right up to them and getting into those groups because that's what I did at my young professionals meeting. I walked in there and walked up to basically a couple that just seemed cool. And I was basically like, do you want to be our friends? with me and my husband and it worked and we were we've been friends since 2014 we've gone on trips with them um so it's definitely even if it is awkward to do it's totally worth it because you will if you are in a group like that of people like they're in your profession and you approach them you will make friends like that so just pursue like the nurses kind of like group or professional organizational group in your area even if you're in like a smaller town they will have like a young professional group there and that's what i would suggest lady to lady is produced by katie levine get tons of bonus content discounted tickets for live shows and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady follow us on instagram at lady the number two lady comedy and give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows and hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brand Dazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.